Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we play the most popular episodes from the previous season. This time last year, we had the tremendous surprise of being selected as one of the podcasts of the week at Podbean. That's the podcast hosting platform for Keep the Heart and many other podcasts. Well, this resulted in thousands of new listeners from all over the world. And as part of the collaboration with Podbean, Keep the Heart wrote four mini-episodes. This week's episode, Coworkers Can Work Your Nerves, provides three suggestions for ways that we can park our expectations at the curb and get along better with our perfectly imperfect coworkers. Is someone getting on your nerves where you work? You're not alone. You're too late to be first. And hey, let's all remember something. Sometimes we're the coworker who's working the nerves. <laughs> Let's listen. Ah, the office drama, or the school staff drama, or the ministry drama, or the drama mama overall. And hey, there are some drama papas too. <laughs> Working together for hours a day, several days each week, provides a breeding ground for issues. Some people remind me of the column they used to have on the old school report cards that said this, does not work well with others. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. Most of us work for a living, and that involves spending time with others. Whether you own your own business or work for someone else or work in a ministry, you will have people in your airspace, and where there are people, there will be problems. So what are our options? Well, if you can't find a job where there are no people, <laughs> let's consider three ways to work peaceably with those who are in your time zone. These are just suggestions. God will help you to think of more ways to work with others. He sees your people group and he knows them all by name. Number one out of three in this mini episode, expect imperfection. Why, oh, why do we expect people to behave wisely and perfectly 100% of the time when we don't? Where did we get this thinking and who lied to us and said that working with Christians would provide a perfect workplace environment? I know I never heard that message taught, so I think our expectations are hanging out and we'd better hurry up and tuck them back in. Keep expectations real. What did Job say about humankind in Job chapter 5, verses 6 through 7? It says this, Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither doth trouble spring out of the ground, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Oh, it shouldn't make me laugh, but that verse does make me chuckle. I'm picturing a room full of people and sparks flying. Are there sparks flying in your workplace? Are there sparks flying at your ministry? The only way to eliminate the sparks is to get rid of the spark makers, and that happens to include all of us. Expect people to be perfectly imperfect, and remember that we are all that way. Instead of imagining that your workplace or ministry would be better off without so-and-so, try another viewpoint. God trains us to respond correctly by providing opportunities to respond incorrectly. Pass the test. You are in a pop quiz every time you have a situation that you don't like. 
The second way to work peaceably with these co-laborers is this. Keep run-ins private. Sometimes we're dealing with a caustic situation that requires us to get additional solution makers involved. Now, who qualifies as a solution maker? Anyone who has the power to bring about change. Speaking with leadership when you have serious concerns is wise, but what about when it's not a major issue? That's when running to friends and talking behind someone's back is the common tactic. But common is not necessarily correct. And there's a great risk that instead of fixing things, the background gossip will cause a spirit of division to spread. Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 warns us against this misbehavior. It says this, Debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself, and discover not a secret to another, lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thine infamy turn not away. You know, it's clear that we'll all face a temptation to talk to other people when we're going through something hard with someone at work or in the ministry, but that is not a good practice. And besides that, we become suspects at that point. If we'll talk about one person behind their back, we'd probably talk about anyone behind their back. Disagreements happen. You can't expect to work together for 20 to 40 hours a week and never have a run-in. Instead, make a plan to repair anything you break. If something is wrong and you did it, own it and apologize. If someone else has done something wrong, let them know carefully or choose to let it go quietly, whichever is best. Of course, we're not talking about major infractions here. We're talking about those minor dust-ups and irritations that happen as a result of being thrown together with a group of people for hours a day. Sometimes we're not feeling like people. Keep the run-in between you and the other person. Don't disturb your own peace by talking with others who weren't part of the problem and aren't part of the solution. And finally, in this mini-episode, to keep the peace with co-laborers, learn to be long-suffering. The word long-suffering is not a very inviting one because it gives the impression that suffering will be long. But think about it. The more people in your life, the more issues you will face. So God knew what he was doing when he made this one of the fruits of the Spirit. He also knew that it would be very unnatural for us to have this fruit without him. We need God so that we can be better people. Listen to this passage written to the Ephesians in chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There are several instructions within this passage. Walk worthy of the work that God has given you to do. By starting there, it adjusts our focal point back to God where it belongs. We want to make God smile with how we're living. Our vocations are callings, whether we're working in something that others highly regard or not. And the way we carry ourselves throughout our lives tells others how much we identify with Christ. Jesus had meekness and lowliness woven into his being. Are we copying that or are we falling for the you-do-you mentality? Lowliness and meekness lead to a long-suffering spirit, causing us to give others the same grace we would like to have extended to ourselves. Ultimately, the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace is dependent upon our willingness to be long-suffering towards others. When we're long-suffering, we'll endure the faults of others with patience and perseverance. 
Sometimes we'll just have to pass on having a comfort zone all the time and just appreciate those days when things are peaceful and quiet. Well, do you work with someone who has poor skills at getting along with others? Or are you that person? You know, it may surprise us to discover that we're just as hard on other people's nerves without realizing it. Let's aim to be peacemakers. The world is overstocked on troublemakers. Here's a good closing verse to remind us how to live not just the best life, but the blessed life. Matthew 5, 9 sums it up. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.